Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with the reckless homicide of Joseph Rosenbaum, the intentional homicide of Anthony Huber, and the attempted intentional homicide of Gage Grosskreutz. As Rittenhouse was the undisputed shooter of all three men, his legal team argued that the shootings were in self-defense. In our last episode, we concluded our look at the defense team's direct examination of Kyle Rittenhouse. On today's episode, we begin our coverage of the state's cross-examination of the defendant, led by prosecutor Thomas Binger. That's all coming up right after the break. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Prosecutor Thomas Binger begins his cross-examination of Kyle Rittenhouse with a perfunctory greeting and then goes directly to trying to establish a new narrative for the defendant's state of mind at the time of the shootings. Good morning, Mr. Rittenhouse. Good morning. Everybody that you shot at that night, you intended to kill, correct? I didn't intend to kill them. I intended to, I intended to stop the people who were attacking me. By killing them? I did what I had to do to stop the person who was attacking me. By killing them? Two of them passed away, but I stopped the threat from attacking me. By using deadly force? I used deadly force that you knew was going to kill? I didn't know if it was going to kill them, but I, I, used the, I used deadly force to stop the threat that was attacking me. You intentionally used deadly force against Joseph Rosenbaum, correct? Yes. You intentionally used deadly force against the man who came and tried to kick you in the face, yes. correct? You intentionally used deadly force against Anthony Huber, correct? Yes. You intentionally used deadly force against Gage Grosskreutz, correct? Yes. With regard to Joseph Rosenbaum, you fired four shots at him, correct? Yes. You intended to kill him, correct? I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me and trying to steal my gun. Since August 25th, 2020, this is the first time that you have told your story. Since August 25th, 2020, you've had the benefit of watching countless videos of your actions that night, correct? I've seen certain videos, not all of them. I've seen the majority of them actually here during the trial. You've also had the opportunity to read articles. People have written interviews, things like that, about what happened that night, correct? I, I do my best to avoid what people write on the internet. A majority of it, it's not true. You have also sat here through eight days of trial, correct? Yes. And you've had the opportunity to watch all of the videos yes. that have been played in this trial? Yes. Sir, if you could please let me finish my question before answering. And I will do my best to let you finish your answer before I go on to the next question. Fair? Yes. You've also had the opportunity to listen to the testimony of all 30-some witnesses that have testified in this trial so far, correct? Yes. And after all of that, now you are telling us your side of the story, correct? 
Correct. Um, I'm going to ask you folks to go in the library for just a second. Please don't talk about the case. Once the jury has left the courtroom, Judge Bruce Schrader hears defense attorney Mark Richards' objection to Prosecutor Binger's line of questioning. Your Honor, I don't want to jury here. He's commenting on my client's right to remain silent. No, Your Honor. I am making the point that after hearing everything in the case, now he's tailoring his story to what has already been introduced. The problem is, this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendant's silence. And that is, and, and, the, and you're right, you're right on the, you're right on the borderline. And you may, you may be over, but uh, it better stop. Understood. This is, I can't think of the case that initial case on it, but it's, uh, this is not permitted. All right. Um, ask the jury to come in, please. After that admonishment of Prosecutor Binger, Judge Schrader invites the jurors back into the courtroom, tells them that he sustained the defense objection, and Binger moves on to ask the defendant about the gun that he used in the shootings. You were armed with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle that evening, correct? Yes. You had it loaded with 30 rounds of full metal jacket ammunition, correct? Yes. That weapon with 30 rounds is capable of killing at least 30 people, correct? Yes. You had arranged to have Dominic Black purchase that weapon for you in Ladysmith, Wisconsin in early May of 2020. Is that correct? Um. We were up north shooting and, not shooting, we were up north going camping and Dominic Black brought his rifle and he was, we were talking, I was like, hey, what if we get a rifle for me, um, you, I'll give you the money, you can purchase it, it's yours until I'm 18, so I bought the rifle for Dominic and I can use it, but once I'm 18, um, we can uh, do a private sale and we can have it turned over to my name once I turned 18. Because you knew, as a 17-year-old, you could not have that gun, correct? I knew I could not buy that gun. You knew you could not possess that gun also, correct? No. You weren't aware that under Wisconsin law... I'm going to instruct the jury later about the law. So, and that he wouldn't... What he thinks on the subject is not dispositive anyway, so it, it was unlawful for him to purchase the gun. It wasn't just unlawful for you to purchase it. It was unlawful for you to bring it home, correct? In Illinois, I wasn't able to bring it home because I didn't have a FOID card, a firearm owner identification card you in knew Illinois. In, you knew in Illinois that you couldn't get that until you turned 18, correct? No, you can get a FOID card at 16 in Illinois. But you didn't have one? I did not. And even after this gun was purchased for you in May, you never got one after that either, did you? Actually, I applied for a FOID card in May of 2020, but due to the charges in there was a backlog in Illinois because, for the FOID card, but after you filed the charges against me, um, it was denied because of the charges here in the state. You found out about that after you were criminally charged in this case? I found out about this in November of 2020. A letter was sent to my old residence. 
So you knew that without that FOID card, the gun could not go back to your residence in Illinois, correct? Correct. And you agreed that the gun would be kept at Dominic Black's stepfather's house here in Kenosha, correct? Uh, because he had a safe, yes. And you agreed that you wouldn't have access to that gun, correct? Um, we agreed that the only time I would use the gun is when I would, when I was with him and we would go to like the Bristol shooting range or up north to his land. But the only time prior to the night of August 25th, 2020, that you ever used that gun was up in Ladysmith, correct? Correct. So you didn't go to the Bristol shooting range ever. I did. Not with that rifle, but I did. Pay attention to my question, please. You didn't ever go to the Bristol shooting range with that gun, correct? Correct. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Prosecutor Binger next asks the defendant why he wanted an AR-15 specifically. And you picked out that gun because Dominic had one, correct? I, yeah. You could have, if you wanted to, chosen from any number of guns that were for sale. Fair enough? That were at that store. There weren't many, but yes. I'm sure the store in Ladysmith isn't the only store that sells guns, correct? You can ask questions. That was a question. No, it was a statement. Isn't it correct, Mr. Rittenhouse, that there are other places to purchase guns besides that one store in Ladysmith, Wisconsin? Um... I believe so, but that's where we're at, so that's where we got the gun. And you, if you wanted to, could have given Dominic Black money to purchase a gun at other locations. Fair? Didn't cross my mind, but now that you say it, yeah. Why did you pick or want Dominic Black to buy for you an AR-15 as opposed to a pistol or a shotgun or some other type of rifle? I cannot legally possess or carry a pistol because I'm not 18 in Wisconsin. I, I, I believe it's 18 in Wisconsin for a pistol. Um, but with the walk, with the rifle, I knew, I knew I could possess that rifle. I knew I couldn't buy it, but I knew I could like take it to like the shooting range or possess it. Um, and with shotguns, they didn't have any shotguns in stock. That was my original plan to get a shotgun for trap shooting but there weren't any at that Lady Lady Smith store and I didn't want to go to Walmart and buy one. So your understanding at that time was that Wisconsin law prohibited you as a 17 year old from possessing a pistol, but you could have an AR-15? Yes. What was that understanding based on? Uh, The understanding was based on um, when we would go up north, uh, we were it was me, Dominic, and my sister, and we were allowed to carry the rifles around, and the officers over there said it was fine. Um, I'm gonna move to strike as hearsay. 
what officers what would have told you them. You asked the question of what the, what the source of this knowledge was. It, it's not admissible, and none of this is, frankly, and that's why I interrupted before. Um, what the what the defendant believes the law to be, what the district attorney believe, believes the law to be, what uh, the defense believes the law to be, are irrelevant. I will tell you when I instruct you what the law of Wisconsin is pertaining to the possession of a firearm by a person under 18, uh, and that'll be the source of your knowledge. I'm allowing the testimony right now because it bears on uh, um, there's an old maxim under the law ignorantia juris non excusat. Ignorance of the of the law is not an excuse. Ignorance of the criminal law is not an excuse. If you commit a wrong a, a criminal act, whether you knew it was criminal or not, you're responsible for your conduct, and and because you're responsible to know the law. It's not relevant except in this case, there are specific issues about his awareness and knowledge about certain conduct that is relevant on some issues. So it's quite complicated. Uh, hopefully it'll sort out when I instruct you at the end, but that's why I'm allowing the questions and the answers, but do not be confused about what anything that these people say is not necessarily accurate as to the state of Wisconsin law. Any question about that? Okay, thanks, go ahead. So you're telling us that the reason that you wanted Dominic to buy you an AR-15 as opposed to a pistol is, is the only reason was because you felt you couldn't lawfully possess a pistol? Correct. You didn't pick out the AR-15 for any other reason? I thought it looked cool, um, but no. You didn't pick it out because you wanted to go hunting with it, did you? No. You didn't pick it out because you were going to uh, use it to protect your house, correct? Correct. You picked it out because it looked cool. I thought it looked cool. Guess it, that's the reason, yes. It resembled the types of weapons that are used in first-person shooter video games, correct? I don't really play first-person shooter video games. I have, but I believe there's a variety of guns, including shotguns, pistols, it there's guns in video games that resemble all guns. Isn't it true when you would hang out at, with Dominic Black, you'd play Call of Duty and other first-person shooter video games? Sometimes. And those are games in which you use weapons like AR-15s to pretty much shoot anybody who comes at you, correct? It's a video game where two players are playing together. I don't really understand the meaning of your question, to be honest. Isn't one of the things people do in these video games try and kill everyone else with your guns? Yeah, the video game, it's just a video game, it's not real life. Binger pivots to asking the defendant about where he resided at the time of the shootings. On the date that this all happened, you were an Illinois resident? Correct. You had grown up in Illinois? Correct. You had not spent any significant time living here in Wisconsin, correct? No. You'd agree with me that's correct? No, I, I've spent time at my father's house to partially live here also, so no, that's not correct. You indicated you had attended, was it Penn Foster High School? Yes. That's an online high school? Correct. 
so you were not attending high school in person. No. And at the time that all of the things in this case were happening, from the time the AR-15 was purchased to the night of August 25th, you were 17 years old that entire time, correct? Correct. With these questions, Binger seems locked into his initial assertion that Kyle Rittenhouse was a tourist and an interloper in the Kenosha community, in spite of ample evidence of his Kenosha connections. We will, of course, assess the efficacy of these tactics in our weekly recap. Binger next posts on the courtroom TV monitors an image of the defendant's TikTok homepage. That was a TikTok account that you had during the summer of 2020, correct? Yes. And it says your name on there, Kyle? Yes. Your username on TikTok was Four Doors More Whores? Yes. And that's a picture of you there with your AR-15, correct? Yes. And underneath that, you have put on your profile the phrase, bruh, B-R-U-H, I'm just trying, T-R-Y-N-A, be famous. Is that correct? Yes. You're the one who wrote that? Yes. Binger then moves on to a contentious series of questions about Rittenhouse's participation in a firefighter cadet program that included EMT training. You testified that at some point you were involved in uh, some sort of EMT cadet program. I was a firefighter EMT cadet at Antioch Fire Department. When was that? I was a Antioch, I was a cadet at the Antioch Fire Department, um, I believe from 2018 or 2019 up until the incident of August 25th. An EMT cadet is someone who's just beginning the process of eventually achieving full EMT certification. Is that correct? No. Were you studying to be an EMT before August 25th, 2020? I was learning about certain things in the field of firefighting and EMS. But that's not actually formal classes, is it? Um, no, we met once a week and we would either, depending on the day, we would either do EMT stuff like learning how to do airways, um, or we do firefighter stuff like doing hose drags and learning how to um, crawl through buildings. And these are things that you did with the, uh, which firefighter, Antioch Fire? Antioch Fire Department. You weren't a member of the fire department, were you? I was. You were a actual on-duty member no. on the roster of the Antioch Fire Department? No, no. So no. when you say you're a member, what do you mean? I was a member of the Antioch Fire Cadet Program we were issued shirts, Antioch Fire Cadet member. Um, we would help with the pancake breakfast at the BFWs, and we would wear Antioch Fire Department staff shirts. I still have one in my closet. I, maybe I didn't express myself clearly. You were not a member of the Antioch Fire Department, correct? I was a member of the cadet program, which was through the fire department. So you'd go out and fight fires? We can go on ride-alongs, but we can't go into burning buildings for liability reasons. You'd go out there and you'd save people from burning buildings? Not me personally. Because as a cadet, they would never let you anywhere near that, right? They wouldn't let any of the cadets go into an actual live fire. At the end of whatever this program is, you weren't actually going to be an official firefighter, were you? No, it's to help prepare you for the firefighter academy, firefighter EMT academy. And you weren't going to be an EMT at the end of this program either, were you? No. 
you know that to be an EMT, you have to be 18 and a high school graduate, correct? Uh, depending on the state in Illinois, you can take a class at the college at 16 and you can have your EMT license by the age of 17. I wasn't in that class, but in Illinois you can. You never did any of that? No, I was online school. The night of August 25th, you're here in Kenosha, Wisconsin, saying you're an EMT, correct? Yes. That was a lie? Yes. You were also telling people you were 18 or 19 years old. That was a lie too, right? No, I didn't tell anybody my age that night. You never volunteered it at all, did you? I didn't. Because you knew as a 17-year-old you shouldn't have been there, right? No, I just didn't find it relevant to give my name. Well, I gave my name, but my age to anybody. It just not, it wasn't something that came up in conversation. It's because you felt if people found out how old you were, they'd realize you shouldn't have been there, right? No, it just because it didn't come up in conversation. If somebody would have asked, I would have been like, yeah, I'm 17. So you felt that as a 17 year old, it was appropriate for you to be out on the streets of Kenosha with an AR-15 that night, fair? I believe I had any other right to be there as anybody else. As any other adult? As anybody. But you weren't an adult? No. After asking Rittenhouse about his limited work as a lifeguard in the summer of 2020, Binger moves back to questions about the AR-15 purchased for him by Dominic Black. You indicated that at no time did this gun, this AR-15, ever leave the state of Wisconsin. Is that right? Other than the night after, other than that. Before the shootings. Correct. There was a time, though, where you wanted to have it with you down in Illinois, isn't it? It wasn't there? Um, I believe there was a time when I was, me and Dominic were mad at each other. Um, yeah. You were mad at Dominic? Me and Dominic were mad over something. And you wanted to have the gun with you down there? I think I said something along those lines. In the next part of his questioning, Binger returns to asking about the defendant's intent on the night of the shootings and quickly finds himself again in hot water with Judge Schrader. We will pick up that portion of the prosecution's questioning on the next episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. 